a mentor is someone that sits in the situation that you want to be in. It's an intimate relationship where someone can share the dummy tax that they paid, the relationships that they had in order to effectuate the objectives that you have. A coach, on the other hand, may not know nearly as much as you, but what they have the capability of doing is bringing the best out of you. This is The Playbook. So, Sean, you know, you're one of uh, one of the great mentors in hospitality, but yet you have multiple mentor- mentors yourself. And so I thought you'd be a perfect person to come on for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Let's go through what would be a, a mentoring session. And then let's bring on some Q&A as well about mentorship. I myself always have a minimum of three mentors, people who sit in the situation I want to be in. I always find the fastest way to get to where I want to be is find someone that's already there and ask them for directions and ask them for the relationships. You know, the guys holding the signs that can speed up, give us extra fuel. And so, you know, critically today with the connectivity that we have, mentorship is essential. And so I love doing this every once in a while, bringing on great mentors like yourself and great mentees like ourselves that can teach people because there is a methodology to, to utilizing time. You know, I drives me nuts. Some mentors come out and they charge thousands and thousands of dollars and they spend one weekend with you 24 <laughs> hours a day. And I was like, I, I don't get that. You, you know, like for, for me, mentorship is a daily on-call sideline coach type of capability. So let's get started with the questions. Everybody fill up the Q&A section for yourself. We're going to take questions as well on multiple topics. And then, you know, we will do a BYOQ. You bring the questions, I'll bring the answers. If you want an exercise or a guide on mentorship and how to be a mentor or how to be mentored, just reach out to me, david at dmelzer.com. All right, Sean, what's your first question for me? So I own Cali Barbecue Media. We are a barbecue brand in San Diego and a media brand. And what you've helped me really understand is I'm less in the business of selling barbecue and I'm more in the business of selling stories. One of the things that has impressed me the most about you and the Meltzer Media team, the amount of people that you have helping you produce the content, helping you share the stories on all these different digital platforms, social media platforms. You know, just before this, I I saw the sizzle reel, you know, this sizzle reel that you have for your Friday Friday trainings, you with Gary Vee, you on private jets, you on the sideline, you've captured all this content of what you've accomplished before you started this real digital media career. But one of the things I would like to start with is what is your unwinding routine? because you get so much done. One of the best things I love is your your ability to communicate and to simplify things. Do it now. It's one of the things that you talk about all the time. How do you get so much done? Well, I do it now. But how do you get ready to do it now for today? Getting ready for Friday, getting ready for breakfast with champions, getting ready for this, this that you're distributing on so many different platforms. How do you get ready? It's funny you ask that because I think, you know, as a mentor, you have to not only wonder what people are listening to, but more importantly, listening for. And so, you know, these meetups that we have every Friday, over 22 years, I've been doing these trainings. I think we have over 60,000 people now online in these free trainings that we do Friday and plus IG, TikTok and Clubhouse. But the interesting thing is it's really more about what people are listening for and unwinding routine has come to the forefront of what people are listening for. And the premise of an unwinding routine is first a shift away from the paradigm of time 
that we have been taught that there's days, weeks, months, and years. And those are just arbitrary, capricious, man-made context of how to utilize our time. You know, it's just as easy. We could have a five-day week and 73 weeks in the 365 years. It's a, the same thing. It's arbitrary. So what I tried to figure out is how best can I utilize my time, the 24 hours of activity that we're given each day, and how do I use that with the most productivity to provide the most value, the most accessibility, how accessible am I to others, and access what I want, receiving, appreciating, and asking for more, and also graciously with the ability to find the light, the love, and the lesson. See, most people live their life like a tube. They, it's food in, food out, paycheck in, paycheck out. It's Camus the stranger. You've heard me said it before, you know, pushing a boulder to the top of the hill and at four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or 10 in the morning, the boulder's back at the bottom of the hill and you're starting all over in this tube in this tube philosophy of life. What we need to understand is that time is a man-made construct. These days are man-made. So my tomorrow starts today. The beginning of my day starts at 9 p.m., 9 p.m. Pacific time. So if I'm in the East Coast, it's 12 p.m. If I'm in Europe, I might shave off two hours and make it 2 a.m. But most importantly, my tomorrow starts today. And the way that a day starts to be most productive, accessible, and gracious is by putting your body, your mind, and soul in a place of recovery and access, that's the way your day should start. Because the most valuable information is when we are in a state of recovery, mind, body, and soul recovery, and access without the ego interfering with our potential of what we already are quantumly. Our health, happiness, wealth, and worthiness already exists. So what we want to do is learn how to put our body, mind, and soul in a position to access. Why? So when we awake at the determined time that's best suited for our own productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, our own efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success, when we're able to do that, we now have a new plateau, a higher baseline when we wake up. For me, it's 4 a.m. So in order to have a new plateau every day at 4 a.m., I have an unwinding routine that starts at 9 p.m. That puts my mind, body, soul into a position of recovery so that I do something that most human beings don't, which is I wake up at 4 a.m., but not only wake up at 4 a.m., I wake up at 4 a.m. at a higher frequency or vibration than I did the day before. I'm not, I'm not at a lower vibration. The majority of people on earth go to bed and wake up more tired. Proving Camus is correct by utilizing the myth of Sisyphus to illustrate the continual degradation, dissipation, and delusion of energy through the mental interference that we cause while we are ineffective at recovery and access. So I utilize, number one, a sleep coach. This is about mentorship, and this is a fantastic question because people ask me, well, what kind of mentors do you have, Dave Meltzer? Number one, I have a sleep coach, right? I have a sleep coach who, you know, because I travel a lot, tells me about temperature, tells me about light, 
tells me about positioning, tells me about sleep cycles, light, heavy, REM, heavy, light, understanding that if we wake up in between a cycle, it's far more detrimental than getting less cycles. So those cycles are incredibly important in recovery and in the access that we receive. Also, the activities that we utilize when we shift the paradigm of recovery and unwinding into tomorrow starts today, we now want to utilize all our energy in a day so that we start our day at 9 p.m. with no energy. We start like a camel on our knees, wishing, praying, connecting to the greater omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source. If you could shift your paradigm by utilizing the unwinding routine and stop the tragedy that occurs for the majority of people on earth of going to sleep and waking up more tired. Instead, not only can you plateau when you wake every day when you shift this paradigm, but now you have a baseline that is an indicator of when you're interfering with your higher self, your higher potential. So not only do you not roll the boulder to the top of the hill every day just to have it come down to the bottom of the hill, but now you have an indicator of when there is mistakes, failures, pain, and setbacks to instead of accelerate in the wrong direction by trying to resist it, go over it, under it, through it, around it, simply recognize, remember, and recollect, remind, bring all of this back to what? The higher plateau. Unwinding is the key to the plateau and grow acceleration expansion that aligns you with what the universe is doing, compounding on itself, aggregating in its own interests with appreciation, acknowledgement, and the ability to not live in a zero sum game, but to ask for more. An unwinding routine allows you to eat when you're hungry. To eat when you're hungry. What do I mean by that? Think about it in the same analogous situation if you and I went out to eat to Cali barbecue, which is my favorite barbecue, <laughs> and that is a shameless plug. We'll take shameless uh, plugs. No problem. Yeah, check check <laughs> it you. out in San Diego. He'll even make some special burnt ends for you, even though it's not on the, the menu. He has those, a are the Meltzer, those are the Meltzer burnt ends. Yeah, but he has the Meltzer margaritas too. But more importantly, <laughs> he has a secret menu like In-N-Out Burger. You got to check it out. But imagine going out to Cali barbecue with me and, you know, Sean abundantly brings us all of the different dishes, the, the beans and the coleslaw and the incredible mac and cheese and the pie and the ribs and the brisket and our list will go on and on. And we eat for two, three hours, including the cornbread. And at the end of the meal, I look to Sean and say, man, I'm starving. Can you bring me some more? That's what people do yeah. because they haven't, they live by the man-made constructs that were economically biased, right? The time, I mean, weekends were created by Ford. So you'd buy more cars. So don't buy into the man-made construct of time. Utilize the sleep cycles that were given. Utilize the objective of recovery and access in order to effectuate a plateau and grow strategy in your life so that you can make more money, help more people, and have more fun. So I was very fortunate to be raised by my grandfather. I never met my father. He, he taught me many valuable lessons. So stay curious, get involved, and ask for help. The thing that I never really leaned into until I started working with you was the asking for help. I didn't realize the lessons that my grandfather was teaching me when I was younger. Uh, 
for the people that are listening to this training, for the people that are thinking about hiring a mentor, hiring a coach, number one, what's the difference between a mentor and a coach? And then number two, why is it so important to ask for help? Yeah, those are two really important questions. So number one, there's a difference between a mentor, a coach, and a teacher. And a lot of mentors are all three. I try my best, although I'm better at some things than others. Now, number one, a mentor is someone that sits in the situation that you want to be in. It's an intimate relationship where someone can share the dummy tax that they paid, the relationships that they had, in order to effectuate the objectives that you have. And a mentor can be there for life. A coach, on the other hand, may not know nearly as much as you. But what they have the capability of doing is bringing the best out of you. The best out of you. A coach uh, will bring the best out of you, the team, the organization. A coach will bring the best out of you. And then, for me, the most difficult because of the expansion of the size, scope, and scale of our audience, the strength of our signal, the breadth of the spectrum of different tuning in channels that are reached now, is teachers need to have a clear message. I'm going to start a series called It's Not What I Say. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. You're starting another series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to it's another called... question about your multiple series. And yeah, yeah. This series is called it's not, what I, it's not What I Say, It's What They Hear. Okay, say, all right. I'm going to take really good stories and lessons that I find not only from myself, but from other great leaders and look at the comments, you know, to use an example, one of the most popular uh, TikTok videos I have is about the power of 64. Yes. Power of 64 is having 64 hours of productivity a day. But I have all these, you know, even famous people, you know, actors from La Brea and all just ripping on me going, or, or not ripping, but also making fun of me going 60. Why stop at 64 hours of work a day? You might well work a thousand hours a day. Well, it's not what I'm saying, right? But that's what they're yes. hearing. Right. And that's a, a really big issue in mentorship, coaching and teaching because teachers can explain effectively not only what you say, but they know what you're listening for. So they know how to explain it. So you hear the difference between working 64 hours in a day, which is mathematically impossible. I don't believe in work anyway, but more importantly, how to be productive comparatively to someone that is eight hours productive a day, five days a week, how to be 64 hours productive, seven days a week, which effectuates more than 11 weeks of productivity every week, which makes you capable of doing less. Meaning if your comp plan is a hundred grand and you are productive 11 times the average salesperson, that comp plan becomes like $9,900 for you. You're beating them with time, but it's not what I say. It's what I hear. In fact, some people still will probably be confused. What the hell is he talking about? The power of 64. There's only 24 hours a day, five days a week, and I'm only working eight hours. That's 40 hours of work. Yes, what I'm saying is you can have 16 hours of activity you get paid for times twice as efficient, times twice as statistically successful, which makes you more productive. So when you are mentored, coached, and taught, or you are a mentor, coach, or teacher, we have to understand what our skills, knowledge, and desire are in each of those aspects so that we're aligning and managing the expectations of the mentor or mentee to say, look, are you looking for mentorship? 
because some people, you know, they hire me simply because they want my situational knowledge and relationships. Some people want me to coach them. They like the rah-rah Dave, right? They like the <laughs> fired up Dave, you know, get the best out of me, man. You know, the Gary V Dave. And then others just want to be taught, you know, they'll say like, what, what do you mean by being able to flip cars? How do you do this? Tell yeah, me yeah. about the power of 64 or the five daily practices or the gratitude challenge. Teach me how to do this myself so I can teach other people. And so I think it's, really important to distinguish as a mentor, coach, and teacher, or as a mentee or student or player, whatever it is, that you have to distinguish what is it that you want and articulate that correctly in order to get the most out of these extraordinary relationships that allow us to aggregate, compound, and accelerate. Now, the second question that you had, which I conveniently forgot was... <laughs> second question is, why is it so important to ask for help, oh, stay right. curious, get involved, but asking for help. Because most people are beautiful souls. They love to give. Most people are beautiful souls. They appreciate what they have. And they don't understand how to use the process of appreciation and giving in order to effectuate being able to appreciate more, which means to add more value and to give more which makes them feel better. You see God or source, you are a resource of source. The omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source, something bigger than you, you're a resource. And in order to be a resource, you just can't appreciate what the source has given us. So when you appreciate the source and what the source has given us, it expands, it adds value. And then all the good souls out there, which is the majority of the souls out there, love to give it away. And God rewards us with a dose, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. And that person that receives what we give gets a dose, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. And all of those people that witness the giving and receiving, they receive that special dose. But I'll tell you this, if you only appreciate what you have, and you only acknowledge what you have by giving it away, all of that goodness, all of that dose dissipates, dissolves, and disappears if you don't do one thing. In other words, the dose will turn into cortisol. It'll turn into interference. It'll turn into dis-ease, putting you in inflammation and interference, causing you to have dis-ease in your life. But if you wanna stay at ease between you and the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source, if you want to expand with the appreciation that you have, gratitude, and you want to acknowledge the source and be a resource by giving it away or even losing it or even getting manipulated or, or stolen, you still acknowledge, acquire the knowledge of what you have when it's gone. But the true component of the resource is to reload by being a resource, reload from the source. And there's only one way we can reload to be a resource. That's to ask for more, ask bigger, ask more often, ask for more. You see, you are increasing your vessel. You're increasing your limitations when you appreciate what you have and give it away. But if you don't refill, reload the resource, you're going to dissipate, dissolve and disappear. Just the same as so many 
moms out there give their life. They give their health. They give their wealth. They give their happiness. They give their worthiness in the name of the legacy of being a mother, of taking care of their children. And in the end, they end up exactly where they don't want to be, needing those children to give them wealth, happiness, worthiness. They, they, they dissipate and dissolve. They're missing because of ego. They're missing the blessing of resourcing, of reloading, of asking. There's only way to be one way to be a resource. Only one way. Ask for more. I cannot stress this enough. And the people that I coach, mentor, and teach learn to ask, and they benefit greatly from it. So I, I love that answer. I, I'm very fortunate when I first met you, I had you on my podcast, Digital Hospitality. It was the first time that I got to sit down with you and the Meltzer media team up at Sports One Marketing. Um, since that time, since 2020, um, it was right after you got back from the Super Bowl. Uh, you met with Gary Vaynerchuk. We just had lost Kobe Bryant, you know, uh, the Mamba mentality. I sat down and I spoke to you about what you were building because I saw it. That, that's what I was so curious about. And I wanted to ask for help. How do I get from one podcast to two podcasts to three? How do I get a sponsor for the show? The people that are listening to this, the people that I talk to, restaurant owners, business owners, entrepreneurs, I let them know they are a media company if they want to be. Because of the technology that we have in our pocket, because of the smartphone, they're able to amplify their message on all these different platforms the same way that you're doing right now. What do you tell people that see what you're doing? They see the podcast studio in, at the Wynn Resort in Vegas. They see the Costa Mesa podcast studio you're building. They hear about your Apple streaming deals. How, how do you get there? Can you explain your Noah's Ark principle? <laughs> yeah, because so many people go, David, why are you doing a TikTok video? David, why are you on Twitter spaces? David, why are you on Clubhouse? Are you crazy? What's going on? Yeah, why are you starting a new series is not what I <laughs> um, So it's really interesting because it stems from five Super Bowls ago when I was doing some consulting for AJ and Gary Vaynerchuk on their sports agency and Justin Jean was just being brought in or I think it was before he was brought in. We were looking to see who best to purchase or buy in to build a sports agency. I did not know who Gary V was five years ago, five Super Bowls ago. But my team, the Meltzer Media team, they were in love with this guy. And they you, you would have thought it was Joe Montana when he <laughs> when we had a meeting set up with Gary V in the in the Nike suite. And so I sit down with this young man, younger than I, and he tells me how. He loves my books and my speeches and that I could utilize Instagram at that time to build an audience, a community to meet my objectives of empowering over a billion people to be happy, to teaching people how to make more money, help more people and have more fun. And I wasn't utilizing the sky's scope and scale of my audience if I didn't do it. And that's what really resonated with me. I'm like, come on, I'm a middle-aged mutant turtle. I don't have time to, <laughs> to create videos, to have some, at that time you did vlog. So I spent over a million dollars having a team follow me around. And now, you know, the expense has fallen greatly and the amount of content has increased greatly. But he would, being Gary, asked me, okay, if you're going to do this and I'll help you, what do you want out of it? And I gave it a little bit of thought and I said, I want two ambassadors a year. He said, what do you mean? Two followers a year? That's not going to get you anywhere, Dave. I said, no, no, no. I don't care about followers, right? I, I'm an intelligent follower. That's a leader. 
I care about me being an intelligent follower. I want an ambassador. Every year I want two ambassadors, two people like Sean, who sits here today as one of my ambassadors, that will not only appreciate all the podcast, TV shows, the studios at SoFi and Costa Mesa and the win and all the different things, the books and, and the, the videos, all of it, but he's going to get two more people every year to feel the same way that he feels about the Meltzer media that's out there. And Gary looked at me when he said two ambassadors a year, huh? I said, yeah. I said, and I'm willing Gary to pay you $10,000 a year to get me two ambassadors a year. He said, so, Dave, if I'm doing the math correctly, in five years, you're going to pay me $50,000 to get you 64 ambassadors. I said, absolutely, man. He said, how does that make any financial sense? I said, because, Gary, you're thinking smart, you're thinking hard, but you're not thinking long. You're not thinking in the context of a timeless universe, an infinite universe, one that compounds on itself and aggregates on itself through consistent, persistent behavior. And in 20 years, I may have paid you $200,000, but I will have 2 million ambassadors getting me 2 million ambassadors and I'll be 70 years old and I will be the most powerful person on Instagram with 2 million ambassadors. And I won't care if I have zero followers. Still today, I have, you know, I had uh, just recently on my podcast this week, Patrick McEnroe, who I adore, and David Novak, the chairman of Yum Brands. Yeah, we've heard of Yum. <laughs> In the yeah, restaurant and, space. And they don't follow me. Neither of them, but they're ambassadors of mine. Yeah. Right? They're ambassadors of mine. They tell people, you got to listen to Dave Meltzer's podcast here. Let me get you his book for you. Let me do this. That ambassadorship, when we talk about Noah's Ark, the two by two by two, is the differentiator of success. The most successful people detach their emotions from their ego of how many people like them or don't like them and only worry about the empowerment principle of utilizing ambassadorship to be a mentor, a coach, or a teacher so that not only can you get the advantage of my mentorship, my situational knowledge, dummy tax and relationships? Not only can you get the advantage of my coaching to bring the best out of you, to either motivate you when you have a shitty day to get up, get back up, get started, get back started, but to keep you inspired, in spirit, to expand, grow and accelerate with what? Appreciation, acknowledgement of giving and asking for more, but even more importantly, a teacher somebody that can empower you to empower others with the five daily practices, with the power of 64, with the 14 day gratitude challenge, all which I give away for free to everyone. Why? Because that community keeps on growing. More people start making more money, helping more people and having more fun. I taught you to double the amount of money you make as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. You were a one store wonder in Spring Valley. One store wonder. I was a one hit wonder. Come on. <laughs> you were. You were when I met you. A one now I'm a three store wonder. Now you're pandemic. a three store. We, now we, started, three we waited store for a pandemic a to expand. <laughs> you're a hospitality platform. That's correct. That is correct. And so I, you know, will tell people just focus in on consistency. I will add one thing and then take your next question as we get here, your last question. But, you know, Gary, 
you know, part of his mentorship is he gave me five minutes, of, you know, which is where I came up with my 15 to 20 minutes every other week on call every day routine. But for almost an entire year, I'd asked for Gary's advice, feedback on what I was doing on Instagram. And all he would tell me is post more. <laughs> sounds like it. Gary. And I it still tell like myself Gary. now, five years later, can you post more? Can you create a new series? Is drive through Dave going to be the next series or is it's not what I say? What's what I hear the next series, but we have them in mind and I'm constantly trying to figure out after thousands of podcasts and TV shows and even movies, how to post more. All right. Last question. And then we'll take questions from everyone else. Let's load up the Q and a on IG TikTok, And of course the over 60,000 people registered here on the webinar, put the questions in there. Sean, what's your last question? Last question. So the people that are tuning into this training that are listening to this on the podcast that are in the clubhouse room, they're thinking, well, yeah, that's great, Dave. You've got an entire media team. You have Colleen, you have Jake, you have Jay Stone, you have Matt, you have all these people working behind the scenes to produce all this content, to distribute all this content. What can one person do today to start to become a media company? Well, I'll tell you this, it only takes one iPhone and one person. The power of an iPhone allows you to do four things. It allows you to capture what you do daily. It allows you to modify what you have captured. It allows you to amplify on all of these different platforms, Zoom, LinkedIn, IG, TikTok, wherever you wanna go, community, clubhouse, fireside, Twitter spaces, one phone one phone which you can finance out for like $50 a month one phone in one person allows you to capture what you're doing your essence strengthen your signal elevate the spectrum of how many frequencies you can tune in and out of and clarify your message as a mentor coach and teacher one iphone in one person today not like 5 years ago when i needed a crew and did you know vlogs and fully produce and had to spend a million dollars but instead, one person can capture, modify, amplify, and perpetuate, build a perpetual audience and frequency with one iPhone and one person. But you have to do it every day, and you have to do it more and more every day. And the way that you're able to do it more and more every day is through efficient, effective, and statistically successful practices. The power of 64 being one of them, five daily practices being another, and even the 14-day gratitude challenge being another in order to effectuate the efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success. Pretty soon, your content with one iPhone and one person will have ambassadorship, will build a community, and will be able with that community to monetize it so that you can capture more, modify more, amplify more, and perpetuate more. And guess what? Like everything else in the universe that we appreciate, acknowledge, and ask for more, you get more. And pretty soon, five years later, just trying to get two ambassadors with one person and one iPhone, you may be and accelerate to 2 million ambassadors, getting you 2 million ambassadors a year. This is what you can do with one person in one iPhone. 